No Dunks is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know that NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Mm-hmm. Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Oh, and it's not just NBA tickets. Did you guys know that this weekend coming up is the busiest sports weekend of the year? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, crazy. A doctor told me that. (laughs) (laughs) You got NBA, NFL, MLB, MLS, all the big ones. NHL. NHL. I can't believe I forgot NHL. I mean, are you Canadian? I know. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time. And score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Oh, we gotta start off with some rosé. Okay. Hope you like a rosé at 9 a.m. in the morning. I sure do. Good morning, sweet world! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on The Athletic. I'm Jay Skeets up in Toronto, eating Swiss Chalet, and alongside me making the magic happen. JD. How's it going, eh? There he is, eh? Joining us down in our ATL studio, we got the homie Tess Mellis. What's up, y'all? The bearded one, Trey Kirby. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, hey, yo. And the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm, Lily. All right, guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We dropped our very first mailbag-only episode, Beach Steppin' yesterday. I believe it was a lot of fun. Lee, you were missed? Yes, I heard it, guys. It was a great job. I'm looking forward to uh, joining you on the beach one day. Oh, it would oh, be great. We would love to have you. That one was especially just for you, Lee. That was custom content. I'm going to go out and get a brand new pair of swimmers just for you guys. <laughs> yeah, the best thing about a beach is there's a lot of room, Lee, so we can't wait to have you on those shows. Keep those questions coming, guys. You can also, of course, tweet at us, hashtag no dunks, anything you got. All right. It was really, truly the opening night in the NBA on Wednesday. 11 games in total. We're going to try and address as many as possible on this daily show. We'll start with Kyrie. Not a bad first impression, guys. The All-NBA point guard scores 50 in his debut with the Nets, and he set a new NBA league record for most points scored in a debut with a new team. But it came in a loss. It did come in a loss. He got the woe boy, but it comes in a loss to to the Wolves in a very, very entertaining game. Wow, what did you think of uh, Kyrie's debut there, Tess? I think that game-winning attempt when he fell down in overtime... Was on purpose. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, wh- what? You think he was going for the end one mixtape yes. tour, yes. rolling on his back, paying homage to Brooklyn's street ball roots? Because I'm 100% with you. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought, too. It's in The guy is in perfect control of his body 100%. at all times. And with the game on the line, he's just going to fall down trying a spin move after he's done 100 spin moves throughout the game. I'm with you, Tass. Yeah. He was trying to roll on his butt. On that hard or that hardwood that looks like blacktop floor, he was definitely going for the and one mixtape. I love it. He was obviously <laughs> he fell over, but it was a good idea. He was obviously feeling himself, and so he said, "You know, I'm going to try and pull this out because he didn't blow a tire. He didn't. His wheels didn't go flat earth. He just he was <laughs> looking for the shot that he can pull that he practices, and his body was in perfect position to separate himself." 
because he put his back to Josh Okoji, got up. He didn't. It's not like when a guy falls down, he has to gather himself, gather the ball, and, and dribble. He had everything in control the entire time. And that's why I think it was – he knew what he was He doing. said he oh, slipped. Okay. He said he yeah, slipped. Yeah, he's lying. <laughs> no, it yeah. was – that would have Kyrie been the Irving, most – Kyrie Irving always tells the truth. Yeah. If, it, if it went in, did he slip? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, Anyways, that that would have been one of the craziest game winners of all time. <laughs> that would have been insane if that thing dropped. And you're right. You know whether or not he intentionally did it or he just slipped, he did get a good look um, at, at the jumper there, and it just didn't fall. Yeah, because he's practiced it, and it's perfect. <laughs> I, I, that's what I legitimately think that it was just a. He was just trying to obviously put an exclamation point on a special night. Yeah, uh, that was uh, was wild. And Minnesota's win gets overshadowed. We'll talk about that later. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it was a great win for them. Um, but it, you know, it was it was hero ball in the last shot. Are you guys okay with that attempt? It's basically no. line up. Josh Okoji who's a good defender, and just go one on five. No, I hate it. I hate it because what do you? T- why? What do you? Because talking? because oh, no because listen, he by milking the clock, you're saying okay, the other team's got the win unless I hit this game winner as the buzzer goes off. The chances of you actually doing that are so low. You've got to get a better look than that. You've got to get into your position, possession a little quicker than that. It doesn't. For me, it's like get your team ahead, and then if the Timberwolves have to hit the game winner buzzer beater at the end, that's fine. But instead, so what, you wish he would have went a little earlier yes, rather than okay, rather okay. than waiting, which is exactly what Richard Jefferson said. He's like, yeah. he's going to go right away here so that they can Absolutely. have a little bit of time. Oh wait, actually, we're playing hero ball, and then you know he tried <laughs> to break dance. Look, hero ball is awesome when it comes off, no doubt about it. But in, in the in the possession that they're down by a point and you're milking the clock. You're giving, you're increasing the chances of the opponent to win that game because, yeah, it's like, called I said, drama, Lee. I know. Hey, listen, man. I know I sound like a bit of a wet a boomer. Wet. <laughs> you sound like a straight up boomer. You sound but, like a guy that's never watched a movie. <laughs> listen, I just, I just think that in, in, it's the same thing with Norm Powell. Even though that was tied at the time, the two nights ago when he took his shot. You don't have to hit the shot as the buzzer's going off. You've got to get a better shot. And Kyrie, he had all the moves last night. He looks as cool as anything in that black jersey there in Brooklyn. He's Definitely. got that, oh, the headband and the hair. The floor oh, looking amazing. Oh, God, he's so much fun to watch. But in terms of executing a basketball play, it was the wrong decision. And, uh, and Okay, so I, you would have just liked him get to it a little bit earlier. Whatever the play was, yeah. whether it's him or it's going, you know, drawing a double or whatever, you've got to get into it. So you give yourself a chance, at least, if you miss, maybe a tip in. Yeah. Or if it goes in and the other team still gets a possession, fine. Play give defense. them, yeah. make them be what, the ones. What about the, the fact that there was only 14 seconds on the clock when they started the possession? So maybe if you, if you run a little action or you're just saying start the hero. Start, right, start right the hero. If, you, if you're going to go for hero, I mean, th- this is the thing. Like everyone watches Michael Jordan, and you see it on House of Highlights. All those highlights that he has, it's like, oh, the buzzer's going off, the lights going, great. But <laughs> more times than not, Jordan missed that shot. Players miss that shot. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, yeah, so, and listen, listen. I'm saying, if Kyrie, if Kyrie had pulled that off last <laughs> night, it would have been like just maybe the most amazing highlight of the season yeah, already. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. But and, but it didn't, and they lost the game, yeah. and and that's really what counts here. And he got away with a couple hero attempts at the towards the end of oh, regulation, yeah, yeah. where he he missed, he got it back. Now he's sitting on the side at the three point arc. Clock went to you know reset at 14. He dribbled for 14 seconds and then chucked up another three. But it's not in the highlights because it went to overtime and because he got 50 in overtime. And, and that's where the, the numbers came from. But uh, he was feeling it. It's his debut. He did do a lot of setting guys up in the third quarter when they had, went on that run to come back in this game. I think it was a 27-10 run. He was doing a lot of that as well. There, there was a balance. This wasn't just Iso Kyrie 
took 33 shots and hit more than half of them. And zero turnovers too. Like yeah. It's not Big like time. he was out there just like carving up his team and costing them a victory. But that third quarter, uh, Kenny Atkinson said at halftime, guys, the ball's got to move around a bit more. And because O'Kyrie took that leadership role there and said, okay, I'm going to get those guys involved. Great. I mean, everything else about his game was, was phenomenal. Uh, just the end for me. It was very cool to see him in Brooklyn, like you guys said. Nets Daily put it well. Homecoming Kyrie is the best Kyrie. This is, uh, it's, it's like, it was one thing with him in Cleveland, and then there was the whole Boston experience. It just works. Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, in that look, in that jersey. Um, it's perfect. And then it's awesome to have Eagle calling Kyrie's games, too. Oh, the, man, he was having a great time. The oh no on that step back three at the end of regulation, near the end of regulation with about a minute to go, and then, of course, Towns hit one on the other end. That, I mean... Eagles the best. That's the best crew in the game in Sarah Kustak and Richard Jefferson. Like, I love it. Everything about it, perfect. Even the court. My buddy Ken wasn't the biggest fan. He's like, this is a little strange looking. Um, and it is very different, but it works with him. It just works uh, for Kyrie. Yeah. yeah. I think it looks great. What we, Ken doesn't like art. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think it looks amazing. And, I, and I, we, I, I got really excited for the Clippers court the night before. This is ten times as better. Wow. It's just it's so nice. It does oh, yeah. look like Pleasantville though. It's like black and white. It's sort of strange. I was joking that uh Jack Cooley should have been playing in the game last <laughs> night. Cuz it's that old look. It's just cuz it it literally looks black and white. <laughs> it's, uh, it yeah, is. it looks like you're watching an Instagram filter. It's pretty crazy, yeah. but uh I don't know. It was it was a great watch. The like you're saying Skeets, the crew was awesome. Eagle and Richard Jefferson and Sarah Kustak. The court looked cool. Kyrie was putting on a show that take where he had down the middle where he Euro step three guys finished and they just pointed at everybody yeah. as he ran yeah. back down the court, except for, you know, completely falling on his butt and the biggest play of the game, a perfect Kyrie performance. Mm. That, that one where he, uh, I think it was Trevon Graham was on him that sort of lit up towards the end oh. of the game. Because <laughs> like, it was good defense. He was there. Oh, yeah. He was there. Uh, but Kyrie just gets that step back on and then the ball just goes through like so, such a clean swish too. Like he's just, when he is on like that, he is just so much fun to watch, so electric to watch. It's crazy that they didn't win this game, really. Well, if, really they, uh, if they hit free throws, they win this game. Yeah, They true. missed a lot of free throws um, in regulation, and they, uh, they probably win it otherwise. But yeah, yeah. And Jared Allen, Jared Allen, who had the chance at the end of mm-hmm. the fourth, Kyrie gets credit for setting him up, yep. misses both. Yeah. And he hits one, they most likely win yeah. this game unless uh, Wiggins hits a game winner the other way. And it's cool to see Jared Allen, despite the missed free throws, He'll work on that. But it's cool, I think, from a basketball fan's perspective to see him play 36 minutes in this game when they signed DeAndre Jordan, friend of Kyrie and Kevin Durant, that seemed to be a package deal. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're coming to Brooklyn. We're bringing our friend. But DeAndre Jordan (laughs) came off the bench and only played 16 minutes. He was literally Jared Allen's backup in this game, and we were all sort of wondering that in the offseason. Is DeAndre Jordan going to be the starter for this young guy with a beautiful fro that's obviously making waves in this game? He is a better DeAndre Jordan at this point. You know, they're, they're pretty comparable. Why would you stunt his growth? And uh, Kenny Atkinson going with the, the, the better player, the f- guy in the f- who will be part of their future. Also a tough matchup for him most of the time, trying to guard Towns. Do you want to talk about the Wolves now, or do you want to talk about them later? Because that was a good game, and Towns was a monster. I mean, he had seven threes, too. You know, Kyrie's getting all the pub here. But 36-14, 3-3-3 from Towns in a, in a win on the road, that's, that's an unbelievable game, and hit some big shots late as well. And by all reports, happy in the locker room afterwards. Yeah, you got to love it. <laughs> Probably they, they big, won. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, there's been a lot of drama around... Uh, 
the Minnesota Timberwolves after last season. It's good to see that they seem to be a little bit on the right path. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, he didn't have the greatest game of all time, but he made some <laughs> some big shots uh, in overtime. If Andrew and he was Wiggins, going to the rack. Andrew exactly. Wow. He was going to the rack right. a lot. If you if, look at his the actual... He was, but he was still taking. somehow only two free throw attempts. The, right. That's true. And yeah. the thing is with Wiggins, if he's not involved in the action, he's not involved in the play That's exactly at all. right. He yeah. does You don't nothing. even know he's out there. Yep. No, he stands in the corner and he's like, I'm just going to stand here and if the ball comes to me, maybe I'll shoot it. He shot Maybe I'll shoot it. If the ball night. goes to him, he's right. shooting yeah. it. He's sure yeah. as hell ain't passing it. Um, 27 I, field goal attempts last night. Yeah. And Towns, Towns had 22 for his 36 points. Yeah, that's just um, backwards. You're right. Yeah, Wiggins just got to put it in. He just When he shoots, he's got to go in. That's the thing. With but but, but the thing is with Wiggins. Put it in. The, whole, the basket. <laughs> Eight rebounds. Double his career average. No assists. No steals. No blocks. But, I mean, he, but Lee, he did. Tass slipped it in there. I mean, he hit some huge buckets, uh, especially in overtime, where he was attacking. Right. He did. They may That's not true. win that game if, if but, he doesn't hit these. But the, but the problem is, like, with Wiggins, he's just so unfocused for most of the game. That's that's the issue with him. Right. He 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 did do a couple of things nice in the end there, but that that doesn't really make up for me the fact that this guy played the second most minutes. He's uh, getting paid the most money on this team this season, and he was a minus twenty six now oh, plus yeah. a minus. I know you can yeah. make it to say whatever you want it to say, but the fact is. He really doesn't do much other than when he's got the ball. He's like, okay, maybe I'll try to score, and that's all I'm going to give my team. Is nobody on Wiggins Island with me? Nobody? Uh, I got so many coconuts. I'm, you know, I'm joining. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Sweet. The, but the island, I, I have one requirement. The island has to be right under the rim because that's where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> the island's got to be a little circle underneath the hoop. He was 9 for 17 at the rim yesterday, and... What one for ten? Otherwise, yeah. Uh, so just don't shoot. Just be a Corey Maggette. You're our new Corey Maggette. Just go to the rack. And it, it is odd that he didn't get to the free throw line, but I think that speaks to Jared Allen just being a pretty good Unf- defender. Unfortunately, Wiggins Island is sort of like the Lost Island, where it's like moving around. It's sort of in a Bermuda Triangle yeah. sort of situation. As <laughs> a Lost reference for any Lost fans out there. Uh, right, let's move on uh, from that Wolves Nets game. That was really entertaining, though. Um, besides Kyrie. What do you guys think was the best new debut? I loved watching Markel Fultz for the Orlando Magic. Good one. 12 points, uh, six assists as well. He made his first four shots. He shot three-pointers. They didn't go in, but he shot them, and he looked confident <laughs> taking them. The highlights are great. He looks the, – the, the, his mix, it was a fun watch. You know, he yeah. looked explosive. He looked like exactly what the Magic need. There's no – no way of telling if this is going to continue on for the next 81 games, but at the very least, it looks like they have a guy who can contribute off the bench. He dropped off a nice little behind the back in the lane. He had that huge tomahawk dunk. He moves a lot like herky-jerky Kobe White. <laughs> um, and I just was encouraged watching him. He tries defensively. Everybody was rooting for him. The Magic crowd was going crazy anytime he scored. That was, that was fun to see. Yeah, he is, uh, he is a, a unique movement guy, a guy who moves really uniquely Mm -hmm. out there. And that's why it's kind of fun to watch him. I do like the fact that he's in Orlando and the only people who are going to talk about him are are people like us who uh, talk about every single team. And the fact that he can just sort of go under the radar there and and have a six for 12 and then... Who the heck knows what happens in game two and Mm -hmm. game three. Yeah, that's right. that, That fast break dunk... That you, uh, that you mentioned there, Trey. That looked therapeutic for him, mm. I thought. He threw that down. He almost threw it down so hard that he nearly doinked it. It nearly rattled out. <laughs> um, we haven't had a good doinking. No, yet. no. We didn't have a wedgie, unfortunately, last night mm. either. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's a solid game. Uh, the only bummer, 
he didn't get to the free throw line, so we didn't yeah. get to see the free throw attempt and how that looks and how the stroke looks. But yeah, otherwise, you know, they're, they're playing the Cavs, so you're not going to take a whole lot yeah. from it. And they're, they're you know, pretty brutal um, defensively. But yeah, twelve and twelve and six is a good start, a good debut for Fultz, at least trying to get back on track. The way the Clippers made the Lakers look bad on opening night because of the team they are. It's the complete opposite with the Cavs. You want to face them on opening night, especially if you have a player trying to break out. You're going against two, a rookie guard and a second-year guard, yeah. and then nobody at the rim. It's ideal circumstances to get a little highlights. I'll jump over to uh, Oklahoma City, another team that's probably going to fly under the radar this year. But they've got a big three, and it's not Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and Serge Ibaka. It's Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They each had over 20 points last night. What? Clip clop. Uh, and uh, you know the, it was in a loss, but but who cares? Uh, but they're playing was, the yeah, they're playing yeah. the Jazz. Obviously, and it wasn't a team a, that we think could win a lot of games. No, they were no. right in it. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it went down to the wire, and uh, it's fun. Shea Gilgis Alexander is the opposite of Kobe White and Markel Fultz. The guy is smooth. He he, <laughs> he, he just he does everything so smoothly. Uh, I like my pick, even though he's a second-year player for most improved. 26 points out there and uh, taking care of the basketball. Um, and on the other side, yes, you guys mentioned the Utah Jazz, Dono Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell looks like <sighs> that USA experience helped. He just looked like. I, I, I think the comparison to Dwayne Wade might be a little bit lazy, but it looked like it, right? Yeah, once he just he... went after it in the fourth quarter. 14 points and seven boards in that quarter alone. Yeah, he and took he, over that game. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, I am the guy. Yeah. I'm doing this. Once he gets in the air, you just don't know quite what he's going to do. He's, his body can really he contort He probably doesn't around. either. Yeah, yeah, like yeah he, exactly. That can be the problem. I feel like he <laughs> jumps from so far out, and yeah. he's got incredible body control and strength. So a lot of the times he can finish, and a lot of the times he's just jumping up there, and he's going to throw it up because he's a six-foot dude. Yeah, but he, he spins in there, and he feels confident. He can switch it to his left hand there as well. I mean, it, it, it looks great. But, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe play, teams will try to figure him out a little bit more like that. Uh, um, the, the Mitchell height you just mentioned, he went down to, he was 6'3 last year. He went down to 6 or 6'1? Six, uh, maybe 6'1, wow. but he, he definitely dropped down. <laughs> he, he's a little guy now. He's, wow. he's a 6'1. Yep, shorty. Lee, who do you have for, uh, for a debut that impressed you? Well, the night got off to a pretty good start because uh, apart from Trey, no one's Bulls and the Hornets, uh, and then PJ. Excuse me. I watched. I watched that entire game. That was the most watched and talked about game on Twitter last night. Well, that's the everybody thing, was watching. It was an early game, yeah, and it was entertaining helps. for the entire time. Well, and, and but one of the reasons was the rookie PJ Washington out there draining threes. Yeah. It was uh, it was incredible. He finished with seven for eleven, hit twenty seven points. Uh, I believe that is a rookie record on debut. Uh, but uh, that that was that was one of those games. I, I wasn't too excited about it, but because of the tweets in the early game and uh, and PJ lighting it up, it was one of those ones you could sort of dip back into. And uh, it was entertaining. Kind of went the way Trey was sort of saying though yesterday. He was hyped up for the Bulls, you know, thinking they can make a playoff push, and then they go and lose to the Hornets. So only just, I mean, you know. Well, they blew Only a lead. Just, yeah. yeah, they, they a ten did. point fourth quarter lead. Yeah, that stinks. My uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was yep, disappointed yep, yep. in Zach. I, I mean, I've got Zach down as maybe maybe oh, winning the scoring he title had a this bad year. Night. But yeah, he didn't he didn't get it going. I mean, Markinen on the other hand looked fantastic. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's plenty plenty to like about him. 
But, uh, yeah, Zach, I was hoping would have just... Uh, I thought that could have been Zach's line last night, the 35 points, but uh, fun stuff anyway. He was trying to play the good leader, good superstar mode where you let everybody get going for the first three quarters and then take over in the fourth quarter. He just was not able to take over in the fourth quarter. I love seeing Markin and putting pressure on the rim. All his baskets were coming inside for the most part. Ten free throw attempts. Uh, he shot so much. Um, and at, at times I was like, man, Markin, and why is this guy shooting all the time? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I actually do want all of our young players to take the shots rather than a guy like Zach Levine. I want him to try and be the closer when it comes down in the clutch. I also would like to see him maybe guard anybody on the defensive <laughs> end because the Hornets made 23 three-pointers last yeah. night. And 23 of them, I would say, were wide open. Yep. Yeah, that's what, that's right. <laughs> that and was bad. It was funny too. Uh, you know, they give all the money to Terry Rozier as the starting point guard, and really down the stretch, it was Devonte Graham getting getting a good chunk of those minutes and playing well. He hit six threes. Marvin Williams hit five threes and throwing up the goggles. Malik Monk had a good game. He only hit one three, but three for four. Um, they were just on. You're right. They were on fire, but a lot of that was because they were wide open. Uh, and then, of course, P.J. Washington with the seven threes. Yeah, that was, a, that was an entertaining game. I felt good about putting the Bulls in my must-watch league pass teams. I'll tell you that because I think there's going to be a lot of these type of games. Oh, I 100% agree. This uh, looks to be the most fun Bulls team since Nate Robinson had to take over as their <laughs> starter. And they kind of just had a scrappy bunch who played a little bit faster than you were expecting. Bulls looked good last night. Herky Jerks. 17 points, 7 assists, more assists than he had the entire preseason. Nice start for Kobe White. Yeah, should he be starting when you're talking about young guys taking over? Should he be starting over Thomas Sadoransky, or is that a little bit too much uh, shooting in the starting lineup? Sadoransky will placate uh, Larry Markinen and Zach Levine. Those guys will get their shots, while Kobe's a, he's a gunner. Oh, he yeah, shoots. That's a- I'm thinking Sadoransky stays the starter as a playmaker, and then Kobe White, hopefully he takes over as the scoring option off the bench. I don't know. There's a lot of three-guard lineups for the Bulls. They're playing a – true. They have a lot of guards right now. They're probably trying to increase Chris Dunn's trade, tradeability. Uh, So, I don't know. He performed well. Uh, It was a a dumb loss for the Bulls. (laughs) Uh, They're going to be my disappointing team of the night, Uh, especially the ex-Washington Wizards. I got to remember that the Washington Wizards, you can never rely on them, even when they become Chicago Bulls. But it was fun to watch. Why not? Yeah, it was it was entertaining. Uh, I'm going to go for a, for, a, for a very solid debut. Ricky Rubio with the Suns. Oh, yeah. He had a great game. This was a classic Rubio game. Um, he helped the Suns to a pretty shocking 124-95 win over the Kings. Um, we know he came here in the offseason, signed that three-year, $51 million deal. People are like, ooh, ooh, that might be a little too much for Rubio. But you saw the impact he can have on a game. 11 points. 11 assists, 6 boards, 4 steals. Is he Ray Allen? By God, no. But he provides enough you know, value there with passing and with defense. And you saw the impact he can have. And, and you know, Aiton had a good game. Booker got it going in this game. And, okay, the Suns won their home opener last year. They beat the Mavs. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I get that. But Rubio, that, this, is why they, this is why they made this move. To like, oh, maybe an actual point guard that's a vet that can set guys up and actually play defense and talk to these guys out there and tell them what they're doing wrong, that, that can help, especially and have a positive impact on your young guys like Booker and Aiton. So I'll go Rubio. It was. It was a nice team performance for them, which uh, we were surprised by at all when we were talking about in the mailbag, on our mailbag show that the ceiling for them would be 30 wins. Oh, they're already one thirtieth of the way there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're, they're rocking it, but yeah, they have they, they kind of they have a likable team. If those guys all perform, Kelly Oubre and his style, yep. it's not fun to watch that guy. And Javon Carter, a pit bull coming off uh, the bench playing defense, and a nice win for Monty Williams in his first game as a head coach uh, in several years. 
And since he lost his wife in a, in a car crash way back in 2016, he said it was a, it was a nice moment and his kids were in attendance. I'm not sure if all five of his kids were in attendance, but uh, mine's got a lot of kids. And uh, nice, a nice moment for him in the, uh, the victory. All right, most surprising player or team performance from last night? Ben Simmons didn't shoot a three. I thought he was a three-point shooter. <laughs> What's up with that? Um, it, was, uh, it was an ugly game, oh. Philadelphia taking care of yeah. Boston. Didn't want to watch that. Yeah. Didn't want to watch Just free throw after free throw after free throw. Philly's defense came through, uh, but Ben Simmons literally didn't take a shot outside of the paint. Forget about three. He didn't take a jumper. Uh, he had 22 points in the paint and two from the line. So he had 24 points. It was a really, really good performance. Yeah. And he did what he did well. And it's not, I, I, you, you asked if it was a surprise. It absolutely is not a surprise that Ben Simmons continues to do what he does well and says, screw everybody else. I don't care what you guys say about my, my I need a jump shot. I'm just going to do me. And he's, he looked good doing it. And he was bodying guys up. And I don't know if it's just night one, you know, league-wide, Phoenix, a surprising performance. But the Sixers also and Ben Simmons really getting into it defensively. Oh, he was, they're a monster. He's a good, they're, yeah, they're all a, of them. They are a monster. I know it's, yeah, you're right. It's just one game, but, but you know, Schumann said it, it was ugly. He had a write-up on the Sixers defense, though. They held the Celtics to 36% shooting, 26% from three. They blocked seven shots. A few of those were nasty. Josh Richardson just straight up blocking jumpers on Hayward. Yep. Um, my God. Uh, you know, He's got the longest arms oh. in the world, it seems, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. And he might not even be the best shot blocking no. guard that they have on their yeah. team because Thibault was crazy. Yep. Like, yeah. if, you get bu- if you get past him, you should just expect some expect him to be swatting the ball from behind when you actually rise up for a jumper. Yeah, they, That's crazy. They, they should be easily a top-five defensive team. They really, truly could be the best defense in the league if Embiid plays. I saw Schumann point that out. But you're right, Josh Richardson, Tybal, and then Simmons. That's unbelievable wing defense. And then, oh, yeah, you got Horford and Embiid behind you. Uh, I'll, add, I'll add to that, though, as well, the Celtics. Their problem that goes back to last season, they take some bad shots, uh, particularly in the mid-range. Uh, and I think Tatum was guilty of that a lot last night. Like, he sort of... He seems to be premeditated. If he gets the ball, he's like, I'm just, this is my shot. I'm going up. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't help. Now, again, great defense forces teams into taking bad shots. But this is something that Tatum really needs to work on. Because you look at the line, 21 and 10, you think, okay, you know, not bad for a young guy. But I think it could have been much better if he just takes better shots. You just and, want and, him to, like, get rid of the uh, mid-range Kobe-like jumpers? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's hard because if that's his game, then, then refine it like a maybe DeMar DeRozan. But he seems to be kind of caught in the middle right now. And, and there are times where I look at him and he drives inside and he's, and he's, you know, kind of athletic. And I think, okay, this guy, he's got some skills here. But then there are other times you think, man, why did he just seem to decide, you know what, I haven't shot for a while, I'm shooting the next time I get the ball. And, and that's never a good sign for a young guy. Yeah, so the Sixers games are going to be like this, I think. They're going to be gross. Um, But that's good. That's how they should play because, you know, the shooting in game one was a bit of an issue. They don't have a ton of shooting, um, but they're a beast when they get stops and they get out in transition, and Ben Simmons was, uh, you know, amazing in that. Uh, I love this quote from Brett Brown because they're they're looking for somebody off the bench for sure. Brett Brown said, quote, I need to grow a bomber. Somebody's got to emerge where they're lightning in a bottle. They can come in and go bam, bam, bam and make a three. Why not Ferk? So we'll look yeah. at we'll look at that. I love that quote so much from Brett Brown. Looking for a bomber, why, why not Ferk? Yeah, exactly. But they need some they shooting. Got, yeah, they got some bench guys and Ferk and Corkmaz, obviously fantastic name. Um, <laughs> but the names, the great names, don't stop there. Matisse Thybul. Yep. we just said it. The Rook playing in his first game. He's he's another pit bull out there. 
Kyle O'Quinn. It's a classic Irish oh, name. Did you like see him. when he scored his basket inside? No. He's flexing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. He's, he's, he's one of those guys you always know when he's on the court anyway. Yeah. Shake Milton. It doesn't Great. stop with this bench. How Neto? I was told it's pronounced How Neto. <laughs> How? But there's an R there. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I think they'll find some guys. And James Ennis, Mike Scott, those we basically named every single player on the bench. Uh, Trey Burke didn't get any minutes. What's up with that? Um, I think I think they'll find some guys. Well, yeah, they, I, they need they need either really Ferk or Mike Scott to, really to shoot. Um, mm-hmm. To actually knock down shots, that's really going to be the only issue. The defense is awesome; like they got like six or seven incredible defenders. But somebody does have to hit shots on the other end once because they were throwing doubles at Embiid and beat him. You know, he's in foul trouble. He had a weird game; it wasn't a great game for him. Um, but somebody did find the it, floor. I did find it odd. That you mentioned Embiid. That Brett Brown said Joel Embiid isn't in incredible shape coming into Game One, but we didn't ask him to be in, in incredible mm. shape in Game One. I guess Joel Embiid is just going to be a. A Shaq, like play into game shape. I think he's, he's just said Shaq. He's just Shaq, period. Yeah. Like. <laughs> he lost 25 pounds. He lost 20, yeah. But then he found five just before the season started. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did look a little lighter, though, I thought, upstairs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But even, it, you're right. I mean, it, the first half of a sentence, he'll say, I lost 20 pounds. My diet is new. But, you know, I, I'm not giving up everything in my diet. I'm not, I'm not cleaning it up. He's, just, he's not going to be that guy. He's not going to be ripped. You can't wash your clothes on his abs. It's just it's the way it's going to be, and that's fine. Okay. What do you, Shaq. Who else do you guys have for um, surprising player or team performance last night? Well, I'm going with uh, a disappointing end to a game out in Dallas. Um, Bradley Beal got ejected for literally doing nothing, and it was awful. Because now, look, the, the Mavericks had a big lead, looked like they were home, and uh, the Wizards fought back. Now, Beal didn't have a great game, but him and Luca were getting into it, and Beal sort of stepped up was like, I'm the leader of this team. I'm going to try to defend Luca because he was having, having his way with their other defenders. Was that and tough for you to watch, Beal versus Luca? Well, only because... It's like Beal, your two sons fighting. Yeah, yeah. only because mm-hmm. Beal couldn't hit a shot. And, and um, you know, he went one for 11 from downtown. But, but it, was the, it was the battle within the battle there. And it was good. It was, there was nothing nasty. There was no dirty plays. But Luca being... Uh, Luca sort of being on fire like he was, they started drawing with each other. But it wasn't bad. Yeah. And the ref... Gave them both a double T, yep. and then Bradley Beal just sort of waved his hand at the ref as if to say, come on, man. There was only like a minute to go. Yeah. And the ref gave him another T and tossed him. And I was like, come on, man. That's just, that, that, that's just ruining the spirit of this game. And afterwards, both of them, Beal and, and Doncic, just said, Look, we were just battling. Yeah. And th- this, is, this, is a, this is a bit of an issue here for the refs because I don't, you probably can't challenge a, a, a technical <laughs> foul, can you, well, I suppose? Well, well, no, but it could be rescinded. The, yeah, the, which, but, it, but the it, was, it was far too quick a trigger. Ultimately, the result wouldn't have changed anyway, but it just sort of, it was like, what, two guys are battling? Well, we can't have any of that. You know, yeah. like I say, Lee, was... you don't yell at your teacher on the first day of class. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like getting an attention the first day I of mean, school. Just play it cool. The game was over. There was a minute left. That's why he got kicked out. It's opening night. Right, but, but, Chill out. but, but they gave him that first double T. Mm-hmm. And then to just hit him up again with that second one was like, oh, that, that's just that's just stupid. And he so, was yeah, and the, it was like the wave was like, come on, it was like that classic. Yeah, nah, exactly. Nah, nah, get out exactly. Here. And he was like far away. He didn't seem to be saying anything else. No. Yeah, I'm with you. That was, that was um, pretty pathetic. You know, but but again, ultimately, you know, the Wizards uh, weren't good enough. The Mavericks were good, but it, it was just like, oh, you, you really just sucked any sort of fun we might have had out of the last minute or so. If uh, if the Wizards were able to, you know, even get it within a basket or two. Uh, I guess we're done with surprises. I know you asked Lee 
for a surprise, and he already moved on to our next topic. Well, yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't even he doesn't even listen to the question I ask. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to talk about this now. Well, so let me ask you: Have we moved on to disappointment? Because it sure feels that way. Hey, absolutely, we are now in disappointment. I had Bradley Beal written down there with that whole uh, incident, but we got to that. So, what else is there? Bulls primarily. That's a biggie. You know, we've already talked about that. I'm just going to throw out a couple new guys in their new places. That were ugly. That got uh, Kemba Walker got lots of money Ooh. in Boston. He missed 14 of his 18 shots. He's four of 18. Not so good. And Mike Conley, who people are expecting a rebirth in Utah, and it's not that he was bad in Memphis, but just that he's got a new fresh start and lots of talk about the Jazz playing being great. They got a win. They definitely got a win. But Mike Conley missed 15 of his 16 shots. He was one of 16. So just wanted to point out those two lines. A little disappointing. Those two guys. Um, but more so uh, in the Bulls, Trey. Yeah, I'm disappointed in the Bulls. I'm disappointed in myself for forgetting how much I dislike watching Otto Porter. <laughs> I 100% bought into Otto Porter despite oh. years of evidence of watching this guy play on the Wizards and being like, where is he? Where's Otto Porter? Oh, he's been playing for 40 minutes? Why did he take three shots? I completely <laughs> forgot. Uh, the, the two Wizards who are now on the Bulls, Sadoransky and Otto Porter, went for 11 points on 4 of 15 shooting while playing a ton of minutes. They gave up all the threes as we talked about. You know, everybody was excited for the Bulls. Everybody was watching the Bulls. The game was fun. I'm not super upset about losing uh, game one, but when it comes down to game 82 and you're a team that's on the edge of making the playoffs, looking back at a Charlotte Hornets loss is going to sting. No pun intended. Uh, nice. Or was it? But that, well, back, to some, <laughs> back to the Conley 1-16 uh, there shooting, Tess. Yeah. I did love um, at the end of the game, I don't know if you caught this, he, he was going to the free throw line and then and the Jazz were wrapping up this win. He hit a free throw. He knocks down his first free throw. I guess it was his second free throw overall, but he knocks down the first uh, free throw of two. And, like, he joined in with the crowd, um, like, sort of mock cheering him. Like, he was like, <laughs> yeah, I actually did something here and I saw the ball go through the basket. What a good sport. And the crowd was loving it. You know, that's a, they, you know he went one for 16, but you can see the impact already. It seemed to help a guy like Donovan Mitchell just have more room to operate, just having shooters out there that you at least have to... Uh, Stay close to and keep mm. you honest Respect because him, yeah. yeah, just be, yeah, you went one for sixteen. It's brutal, but he's not going to do that again. He probably won't even have that line for the rest of the year. Yeah, and he was playing some serious defense yeah. as well. Yeah. He, he was getting after mm. it. Uh, great sport, great sport, great guy, great locker room guy. Not going to make the All Star team ever in his career. Nope, nope, nope. But um, right there, he's right there. Any other disappointing players, teams, performance? Talk Bulls, talk Beal. Talked a couple, you know, obviously Kemba's line, Conley's nah, line, anything we're else? we're positive Pete's down here in yeah, Atlanta. we're feeling good. <laughs> All right. Well, who's, uh, anyone got a favorite player, random moment then from the night? It has to be the uh, Denver Nuggets-Portland Trailblazers game where Nikola Jokic, it looked like the play stopped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was mine too. <laughs> yeah, it looked like the play. It, it was one of those moments, almost like an inadvertent whistle or the clock hadn't started and the refs just said it, you know, blew the whistle. And Hassan Whiteside just stood there and Jokic just turned around and just shot. And Hassan Whiteside didn't even get a hand up in his <laughs> that face. Was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. And I think Doris Burke said on the call something like, oh, there's a two-man game going on right now. <laughs> it was so weird. I, Worldwide uh, tweeted it out first and I looked at it and I'm like, Worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> Worldwide. Uh, Pitbull tweeted this out. And earlier, when I right? saw it, I, I had to replay it a couple of times. So I was like, 
hang on, that something went wrong there, but yeah. no, it was it was oh, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, Jokic is happy to not move, so he doesn't move at all in that post up. Whiteside was apparently happy to not move, so they're both just standing there. They do a little bit of the semi pro thing, kick it out to the wing, get it right yeah. back. That was very funny. Oh my! Whiteside though, pretty good in his debut for the Blazers. He's a I like watching him. Like when he's actually engaged and dominating a game, you're going to have those moments, no doubt, where he just stands there and just let somebody shoot over him. But I I, I like when he's, uh, you know, engaged inside, offensive rebounding, slamming back the putbacks, that kind of stuff. Uh, A decent start for Whiteside, though. Jokic was incredible in that second half. Yeah, I um, have to admit, too, Nuggets Blazers, my first pass out of the season. Fell asleep late in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Just woke up and. Nope, game was over. <laughs> took the t- yeah. took the game to bed. That was my problem. Should have just stayed up. You got to stay in an upright position. But I was lying down, watching on the <laughs> laptop, to, eyes closed, and didn't see how it ended. But I uh, caught it in the morning. It was you know, I was under- I was enjoying the game up until that point. But it was just too- honestly eleven games too many. That's just too many. I think they gotta. I'd like to see like the opening week. They gotta like sort of do a March Madness thing to me. Like, just have, like, four... Like, start Tuesday and have four games on. Start them at 7, 8, 9, and 10. And then, like, sort of do that all week. And then we can see... Like, we can almost sort of get to see every game and every team in that first week. 11, man. Take Ooh, your time. It is fun. It is it is fun jumping around and, uh, you know, starting to shake off that rust with the moving around on League Pass. But <laughs> at the same time... Woo! That's like seven hours of basketball there on one night. I was going, I was going blind by the end of it. <laughs> I was using the uh, the split screen method on League Pass. Yeah. You can pop yeah. four games in there. Do you enjoy that? I can't. I, I That's can't hard to. It's very hard. With, yeah. I am with you. I can't concentrate I used either. I to try, but yeah, you, you just you find you don't actually watch any game. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you're just sort of like, oh, okay, what's happened there? I <laughs> told myself, I told myself, I'm going to put the audio. You get to pick which which game you have the audio on. I told myself, I'm just going to watch that game, and the other three will be there. I'm not going to pay attention to them. Except when there's a break and I'll, I'll jump over, but uh, no. You can't. No, no, I've got attention <laughs> deficit sort of for sure. And it's, I was jumping all over the place. And I had a game on the TV. Yeah. It's, not yeah. Gonna work. it's just not going to work. I was doing that. I had TV game going on and then basically had the laptop game going on and jumping around over there. But it's still, it's like, where do I, I don't know, where do I focus? Do I focus on that? Yeah. Do I focus on that? Do I focus Even on that? Even two is too many. Yeah, you're right. Um, do you have a favorite play random moment, Tess? I do. Al Horford rang the Liberty Bell for the Sixers home opener. And it's something they do. They bring out the Liberty Bell to center court, and they have somebody ding it with a mallet. They, they, <laughs> he, he, has to, he has to pull it, pull back, peel back, and, and just he's supposed to rip his arm and hit that, hit that bell. And now I like the fact that it's Al Horford against his old team uh, in Boston that he just left. I like the move. But Al Horford and the way he did it was so weak. Uh, it, it looked like yeah, like Al Horford's obviously a very strong guy, um, but it looks like he's just kind of like tapping it. He didn't yeah. want to waste his energy. It's just he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, he looks like he's got weak wrists, but he, I mean, it, it, it's obviously not the case. He just didn't know what was happening. It's funny. It's funny with Al Horford because we know he's such a lovely guy and he's loved by everybody. But against the Celtics, <laughs> after a basket last night, he was like arms up, waving to the crowd, yeah. like really. You know, taunting his former team, which is uh, <laughs> just un, un- Al Horford like. It's a heel turn for Al Horford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going bad. Yeah, and it's like uh, no one's really going to turn on him though because we all love him so much. But yeah. uh, and, and after the final bell ding, he looked at someone, and I, it could have been the Celtics bench. I'm not sure. <laughs> he I, maybe he's a little a little upset that the Sixers said ah, we don't want you, and uh, he moved on. 
I mean, they didn't give him a max contract. Celtics, I, wouldn't yeah, say, Celtics, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I apologize. The Celtics had him last year coming off a max contract. It seemed like they wanted him back, but just not for big money. And the Sixers said, we'll give you big money. Mm. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there's a little of that. I'll tell you what wasn't gentle last night. Derek Jones Jr. Detonate, detonating on Valanchunas. Um, our first thrunk of the season. Uh, that was ridiculous. Oh that my god! Crazy. I love how he dunks. Uh, I've obviously talked it up. You know him, uh, his game or his dunking ability. I guess a ton on our show in previous years. Um, he's got to go back in the dunk contest. I hope that happens. But he had, did you see his like he had an effortless three sixty in the layup line too. It's it's wild. He just floats. I mean, he's called Airplane Jones for a reason. But uh, that one on Valanciunas, like Valanciunas is like sort of like eyes closed, just like <laughs> just trying to put his hands up and like don't kill yeah. me too much. But ooh, that thrunk was nasty. Yeah, um, I'm glad he's become a little bit of a player so that he sticks around in the league because this was not yeah. dissimilar to the thrunk he had last season where he caught one out on the break. Uh, as long as we're guaranteed one huge Derek Jones Jr. thrunk a season. Keep him in the rotation. As of recording this here on Thursday morning, do we know why? I know it was personal reasons. Do we know specifically why Jimmy Butler was, you know, a late scratch for that game? No, I didn't see it. Yeah. Only, only that, that it was, uh, yeah, DNP personal. So, yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll find out after recording yeah. this uh, what happened, or he'll be back for the next game, and we will never know. Maybe it was just act- it's called personal for a reason. Uh, who, I'm just going <laughs> to ask you guys because it's silly. Who's, um, Who's your MVP after two nights of basketball? <laughs> Giannis hasn't even played yet. Yeah. The dunk? Uh, yeah, it's the dunk. For yeah, me, that's for sure. a, I thought um, Lee was going to say that. I, I will say uh, Thomas Bryant last night, for the first three threes that Luca made were all over Thomas Bryant. Coming out, you know, arms stretched up, he's probably 6'11". And, uh, and the commentators for the uh, Wizards were like, get out on him. He's going for the three-pointer. <laughs> bang, 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 knocked him in. And then there was one more time he slithered inside and, uh, and, and put up another beautiful move. I mean, he just looked great. He had 32 points again. Uh, excuse me, 34 it was he finished with, uh, again, the Wizards. But uh, Doncic, just, uh, he's just so much fun to watch and, and really did put his stamp on that game. Oh, yeah. He's in total control. I love the, like, he plays with a little bit of a lean, I feel like. It looks like he's always going forward. The Mavericks' new uniforms look nice, pretty simplified. It's a little bit of a step forward from uh, the Dirk era. Uh, You'll love to see it. I also love to see Luca. I feel like, is a very silly celebrator. Like, anytime something (laughs) happens, he's, like, making a funny face or a very happy version of a celebration face. That hasn't changed from year one to year two. They call him Wonder Boy because he's the boy wonder. Filled with wonder, I love it. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so, he he was going nuts after uh, the Porzingis. Um, oh man, yeah, right? huge oop. So what are you saying, Kyrie Irving? Is this year's James Harden just scores more than <laughs> yep. everybody else? Way more than everybody 40% else. Forty percent usage get the MVP? rate too. Yeah, send me in. Checks Ooh. out. Yeah, it was high, high in game one. Uh, all right, so we got Donk. <laughs> Donk is the MVP leader um, after two nights of basketball. But we do get yeah, we get the Rockets um, tonight here on Thursday. We get the Bucks. So should we get, we get Steph Curry and the Warriors? Can't wait. All right. We had some news yesterday, guys. The NBA announced that Salt Lake City has been selected to host the 2023 NBA All-Star Game. This will mark the 30th anniversary of the 93 NBA All-Star Game played in Utah. Lee, I'm going to test your uh, knowledge here. Okay. Who won MVP of that game? That was uh, Malone and Stockton. Ah, a boy. a boy. Didn't need to phone a friend for that one. No. no, no. Uh, who won the three-point contest? Uh, 1990, what year was it? 93. 93. Was it Craig Hodges? Oh, no, this guy, he got, this guy stopped the Craig Hodges, um, run. Nope, not, not legs. Uh, Oh, Legler was way later. Uh, you're not gonna believe this. It was a white guy though. 
Hornacek. Mike no. Mark Price. Mark Price. Oh, that's yeah, right. Mark Price. Who yeah, won the dunk one. contest? He won two of them. Oh, Cedric. No, no. Uh, Harold Miner. That's right. Baby Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, we got 2020 Chicago, 2021 Indiana, 2022 Cleveland, 2023 Salt Lake City. Lee, when you're buying new swim trunks for stepping on the beach, buy yeah. a great winter jacket, too. <laughs> There's some cold climates there with those four. Oh, very excited to go to Utah. I've never been there. Trey, you yeah. have been, right? You <laughs> I have been. Uh, don't get too excitedly. Mm-hmm. Set your expectations low because you, Salt Lake City will exceed your expectations. Right. Wow. It's like you're walking around the city yeah. and there's just a mountain range around it. You look down a road and suddenly there's a huge mountain. They have a beautiful train station there. Uh, their union station is so old timey. Uh, Utah's Salt Lake City, I was pleasantly surprised when I went and stayed at, I believe, a Kimpton Hotel. Got to throw on one of those leopard skin <laughs> robes. Ooh. Yeah, you got you to gotta enjoy the mountain life yeah, while you're out there. Yeah. So get your fleeces ready because we're going in February. It's going to be cold. <laughs> well, but after the last three, though, it's probably going to be quite mild, really, isn't it? Chicago, Cleveland, yeah, Indiana. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It's possible. Do you think, J.D., we could record a podcast while the five of us, like, ski down a mountain? Would that mean, be it's... doable? Can we just strap that, like, strap this to your back? Oh, maybe by then, maybe on? technology will have reached. A I point. thought we could figure that out. Yeah, let's do it. That'd be fun. I'd love to, I would love to do that. Okay, we're going skiing, guys. <laughs> All right, we're going skiing or snowboarding. Uh, I want to remind you guys to check out our Beach Stepping podcast. That was our mailbag only episode. We're going to be doing that once a week. Get your questions in. No dunks at theathletic.com. I saw this one tweet come through last night um, from Vitor Fox. It was a good question. Do you think TNT or NBA TV's in-game commentators will call out wedgies and give you a shout-out like they used to in the past? Or will they have guidelines telling them to never mention wedgie and or the starters ever again on a live broadcast? He hashtagged that stepping on the beach. Um, what do you think? Are they going to be illegally allowed to say wedgie? I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we need Marv. We need Marv and Chris Webber because they were pretty good on it last season. Uh yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a fun opening night of basketball uh, on Tuesday. The only thing that could have been it, made it better was seeing a wedgie yeah. and seeing exactly what happened. I'm guessing a shout-out. Put me down for team shout-out. I think so, one. too. I think we're going to get, like, formally of the starters now with no dunks of the athletic. I, I think it could Ooh, happen. Oh, wow. You okay, want a, you okay. want a, that might be a, a bit plug much. Come yeah. on. <laughs> for our current job. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about, man? Yeah, You're I think dreaming. A, we, did have, um, we did have a pigeon. Last night, so shout right. out to everyone that, that that sent this in. And if you see a wedgie, you gotta let us know. So hashtag No Dunks at No Dunks Inc. Inc. At the end there, um, let us know when it happened in the game. You know, because we're trying to keep track of everything here. We want we want to we want to know and document it. So shout out to everyone that always tweets at us when a wedgie does occur, or a legie, or a pigeon. A pigeon is when it's um, sort of perched atop the back of the backboard, right? Mm-hmm. The sort of the stanchion, the extensions there. Um, when it's up there. I think they just left that pigeon too, right? And kept playing. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I guess they didn't have a mop. I mean, that's usually the go-to way for getting down the pigeon, throwing up the mop. Hey, yeah. I will just add one thing here. Chris Webber does follow no dinks. No. Whoa, there we go. Have a Don't drink. Don't blow up his spot. Yeah, we have to have a drink when someone says <laughs> yeah. no dinks by accident. No dunks on Instagram. So, you know, he may he may give the shout out. The starters, I'm telling you, guys. It's going to happen. No dunks inc. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, yeah. And we nearly had a we nearly had a wedgie in the Pacers Pistons game. Um, I didn't catch all of that game, but early in the first half, I was watching it. One nearly nearly stuck. It was one though. It was one of those ones that stuck, and then fell out. But sometimes we get the whistle called on those. 
but they let it go. Yeah. So um, I wasn't happy with um, the officiating the officials in that game. They should have called it. You, know, <laughs> you got you know, to set the tone for a wedgie season, and they could have called it because it stuck for a second, and then it dropped out, and play continued. Um, Lee, because yes. we are. Because we're basically doing a drop podcast almost every day, a lot of people have been wondering, especially the Tweet of the Week members, what's going on with, with Tweet of the Week? Is that going to be Oh, happening? we're going daily, baby, this year. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, no. no what? Well, I think we should do this at the very least. We can figure out the shout-outs. Maybe that's something we do on social media. I don't know. We can figure that out. But we should still have, like, a Tweet of the Night. You know, sure. there's, there's, like, NBA Twitter is popping during these games. So... If, if it's okay with you, I did find a, a funny little exchange, a tweet of the night that we could get us started. And, uh, you know, maybe we can take turns even finding that gold from every particular night. But last night, at Herring underscore NBA, Chris Herring, he tweeted, Wiggins would be so hard to describe to someone who's just a casual basketball fan. And at Forum Blue Gold responded, sort of in quotations here, like mockingly saying someone saying it. Imagine Scottie Pippen, but with all his 2K sliders lowered to 47, except the athleticism ones. That's pretty spot on. <laughs> that is, yeah. That's a, that's tweet of the night material. JD, we're, gonna, JD, we're gonna need a tweet of the night sting. Oh, great. Like a, yeah, sorry, man. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's do it right now. Uh, Tassie, you got shaggy voice. <laughs> you better believe it. Yeah, man. Give me, uh, give me mm, tweet of the day or tweet of the night. Yeah, tweet of the night. Tweet of the day. No, I need the. I need the. <laughs> I need the. I need the. Tweet of the night. I thought that. the mm was after. I thought, but no, it's you're Twitter. right. Twitter. Uh, then I say Twitter, isn't it? Yeah. Well, hold on, Lee. Hold on. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to coordinate. We got it. We're here. We're here. We're here. All right. All right go. Mm. Tweet of the day. Twitter. Wow. Uh, oh. <laughs> Lee. Wow. Lee, stay out of it <laughs> for a second. Wait. Hold on. Are we going tweet of the day or tweet of the night? Tweet of the night. Tweet, tweet of the, of the night. night. Good workshop, everybody. Glad we brought it back. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> everybody, quiet over there. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. <laughs> Well done, guys. Great. Yes. Cut it. It's going to be a sting yeah. tomorrow. Oh, that is, that is impressive voice work. There, guys. All right. Hope you have packed your didgeridoo up there in Toronto, JD. Uh, we're going to lose that. We'll do something different. Oh, now. wow, wow, wow. Um, all right. Pick them results from last night. We bet on a game every night. And last night's game was that late game that I fell asleep for. Um, Nuggets, Blazers. Blazers were favored going uh, by, the tip, by tip time by one and a half. But the Nuggets won, so it does not matter. Lee, you're the only one to take Denver. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You and I are now tied 1-1. One and one. Tass and Trey still looking for that first W in the pick and payoff. You guys are 0-2. I wasn't feeling too flash when Nikola Jokic picked up three fouls about four yeah. minutes into the game yeah. last night. But, no, uh, no. but in, in, in a good way, that's a good win for the Nuggets, showing that they're more than just Nikola. That's true. All right, tonight's game, what do we got? Clippers at the Warriors. Second game of the uh, national doubleheader. Warriors are getting two and a half points, so mm. the Clippers uh, have to win by two and a half points. Okay, so they got to win by three plus, eh? Yeah. Who wants to take a go at it? Well, I'll take the Clippers. Yep, I'm also on the Clippers. Uh, I'm not picking against the best team in the league for a second time the first week of the season. Yeah, I got to go Clippers too. I, I know they're opening the uh, new arena there in San Francisco tonight, but I'm going Clips. I as well. Ooh. Yep, sorry. You could have got a default win here, Tassie. I know, I know. But I'm going with the team that wants revenge from their playoff loss last year. Just like the Nuggets wanted a little bit of revenge against the Blazers. 
I think that always plays a tiny part, especially with a, uh, a stubborn team like the Clippers. Yeah, I'm not taking a chance. I'm not taking a chance. Okay, Clippers, minus two and a half for everyone here on No Dunks. All right, reminder, today is Thursday. Lily will be opening a pack of old basketball cards on IGTV. Keep an eye for the link out there. We'll share that when the guys do that. Always a blast. Missing that up here. That's it for us today. Email us, nodunks at theathletic.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag nodunks at nodunksinc. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, Salt Lake City is nice if you lower your expectations. That's mean. It's a nice town. (laughs) Embrace the day, people.